Welcome to a new episode of the Business of Making podcast. In this episode, we're talking about websites. Should you have a website for your handmade shop? Should you not? We're going to cover pros and the cons so that you can make a decision for yourself. Let's dive in. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. This is Deb. I'm your host today. And as always, I'm with Jessica. Hello. And Michaela, who's back with us. Hello. After a little break. It's good to have you back. It was weird recording without you. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks. Yes. Um, and today is a bit of a follow-up, or it's kind of like a series of two episodes that we have for you uh, this month. The last episode that we recorded was about why you would decide to sell on a marketplace. So we kind of went over the pros and cons of selling on venues like Etsy. And today we're going to do the same thing, but talking about websites. So why it's maybe a good idea, maybe not, and sort of talk about the pros and cons with you. But before we do that, I have a couple of people I want to thank for being our Patreon and supporting our show every month. Uh, if you don't know, you can support our show at patreon.com slash T-B-O-M, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and this helps us pretty much cover the expenses to bring the show to you. So it's really appreciated. And today I want to say thanks to Jessica from Aspiring Wild Designs. Jessica is from Canada and she creates pyrography home decor items. So what I really love about it is that not only it's it's beautiful, but it's also, it's very nature inspired. That speaks to me. (laughs) And it's essentially wood burnt art. Um, So she does Mm. costas, candle holders, all these beautiful things, signs, of course, and she uh, used reclaimed wood to do that. And she selects trees herself. And she aimed to be sustainable as well by replanting what she cuts twofold to minimize ecological footprint. So it's really, really nice, lovely designs. The website is aspiringwilddesigns.ca for Canada. So Jessica, thank you so much. And I'm going to actually... Thank you. Yeah, so this is funny because I just explained to you what she does. But then let's hear what Jessica actually says about us because she... Uh, left a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for that. And I thought it was the most funniest review and I really enjoyed reading it. So I'm going to share it with you all. So she said, this is the best and funniest podcast I've ever listened to. Okay. This is maybe why I love the reviews. (laughs) A bit of ego boosting. I love these girls. I found this podcast when there were already 46 episodes in and I binge listened to all of them in a week. I don't know if you did math of that, but that's like a lot of us. That's (laughs) That's us in the car when you do the laundry, when you do the dishes, but I don't know how you fit that in. Like maybe she was falling asleep in bed with us in our ears. Um, She said, I was hooked. Every single one of the ladies brings something unique to the table in their conversations. Jess, this is what the part I love. Jess is the late is the maker boss babe who's been doing handmade business for like ever. <laughs> Deb is the adorable French who can't always pronounce the words right. Business genius. <laughs> I'm also in a handmade business member group. And Mick is the badass potty mouth mama who puts a very real life twist on everything, being the only maker with a family life. 
I love when you hear what people think of you, like when you have like someone else tell you how you sound and what you say. And I was like, that's pretty accurate. This is us in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. She said, I cannot say enough good things about this group and this podcast. Anyone who wants some honest advice about handmade business, look no further. This is the podcast for you. Thank you, ladies, for everything you do for this community. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you so much. It's awesome. You've done it all. You've left a review. You've supporting us on Patreon. You're pretty much our favorite person now. <laughs> yeah, we love our patrons the best. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Uh, totally biased, but it's normal. Then <laughs> I also want to uh, thank Mia. While I'm here, I'm going to do a second shout out. Uh, Mia is the owner of Poppy Sonrisa. It's an Australian business. She's based in New South Albury. Albury is New South Wales, yes. I can never remember which is which. Albury It's, it's between um, yeah. Victoria. Uh, yeah. I think it's on the border, but I think it's New South Wales in Australia. England, yes. Anyway, she sells online too, so it doesn't matter. You can still purchase. (laughs) (laughs) But not there. And pretty much if you have a baby or a toddler, uh, you need her in your your life. She creates onesies, cubes, beebs, swaddles, rattles, uh, nursing pads, towels, burpees, all of the things that you need when you have a baby, pretty much. I mean, that's what I imagine you need. I'm sure there's more, but I don't have kids, so I don't know. Sounds about right, I guess. Sounds about about something you will need every day. And what I really love about the design is that she uses really beautiful, colorful, modern patterns. So it's really, really pretty. I'm sure these things get dirty pretty quickly when you have a baby. I don't see how a beebs would like stay clean too long, but it looks beautiful to start with. And it looks like it's really beautiful quality. So you can find her at Poppy Sonrisa, which is P-O-P-P-Y. S-O-N-R-I-S-A dot com dot A-U. And also all of the patrons are on a website at the business of making dot com slash supporters if you want to find them. With that thank out you. of the way. Yeah, thanks guys. We love you. Let's dive mm-hmm. into today's topic. Websites. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> or or bloody hell or oh my god for most people. Like, yes. Oh no. yes. So I don't yeah, even know, like, do we start with the pros or the cons or do we like uh, to... Well, I think let's pros. start with acknowledging that it's difficult um, mm. and that you may find it a challenge to set up. It's either difficult cost. or expensive. Yes, true. Absolutely. You either have to pay someone else to do it and if you want to get it done properly, it's not cheap or you are going to spend a crap load of time figuring it out. <laughs> Learning curve. Yes. Yeah. So just prepare yourself for that up front. And know that's the case. If you're the type of person who loves techie stuff and picks things up really quickly, it might not be that big of a deal. But yeah. if you're at the opposite end of that scale, then, yeah, super difficult. And you really have to weigh up whether it's worth your time and effort mm. and frustration and pulling your hair out <laughs> or whether it's worth investing and getting someone to help you with it. Yeah. And as Deb and I mentioned briefly last week, like there's two kind of levels of website. There's just your basic website where, you know, you have your landing page and your about page and then a link to your shop on a marketplace like Etsy or Amazon. And then there's the website, which is, you know, the next level up where you actually have an integrated shopping cart on your website. And that's a whole another level of mm-hmm difficulty so yeah so those are the two kind of levels of website i'm i'm a big believer that you should at least have the first type of website Mm, yeah definitely because it gives your business legitimacy Mm. uh it allows you to have you know your website.com sort of thing and it gives you sort of your own home on the internet separate to a marketplace Mm. Uh, but whether you want to take it to that next step and have your own shopping cart on your website is something i guess we'll talk about today in the pros and cons of Mm. what we do with that 
Mm-hmm. I want to start with the cons, but I'm scared we're going to scare people off and they're going to. Let's, I've got tons of pros. Okay. I've got okay. five <laughs> main pros. So let's start with those. And you can, you can flip it if there's a con to my pro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. So I think the first and main one, I would, not the main one, but one of the five is branding. Mm. I think your, your brand really needs a home. And although the marketplaces, again, that's not my specialty, you guys know more about it, but I know you can do certain things in those marketplaces to make your brand, you know, come through with heady images and stuff like that. It's still part of an overall larger brand. So I really think that it's great to have your own website to make sure that your brand is not just your logo and the color and the fonts you use, it's your messaging and the promise that you're giving your customers and all of that stuff can be infused into your own website because it's so customizable. Whereas it's a little bit harder to do that on a marketplace, I think. Yeah, I'll give an example of this. Like one of we we did mention this last week as well. I just had a friend visit this weekend and she had some masks because where she lived there was some COVID outbreaks and she's like, Oh, I'll just wear a mask when we're in the car and stuff and close together. I'm like, So where'd you get your mask? And she said, On Etsy. She didn't say the name of the business she bought them from because mm-hmm. when you buy in a marketplace, you just say, I got them on. Etsy or Amazon or eBay or whatever, you know, whereas she bought directly from someone's website, she'd be able to tell me the name of her business. Yeah, totally. And I think too that brand then goes through to the purchasing process as well, you know, the whole customer cycle from them purchasing the item on the website or marketplace through to receiving the product and the packaging and all that sort of stuff and then the branding on the product as well. I mean, that's kind of a different conversation, but just making sure that your brand is obvious and prevalent through all of those steps is really important because then, you know, if you had a tag on the mask with your brand on it, mm. maybe that even if they were just buying through the through Etsy, they would still then be able to say, oh, well, it's Bandara brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good point. So that's kind of like my main first point. <laughs> first pro. I think one of the, the second one is that it's, generally an affordable sales platform Mm. in terms of like setup might you might have to outlay a bit of money at the beginning especially if you're having to pay someone to do it yourself or having to purchase plugins or anything like that but generally once you have it set up it's a very low cost sales platform compared to some others you don't have to pay any fees or anything like that except for maybe credit card processing fees through stripe or something like that but in general, maybe compared to, you guys might have talked about this before, I'm not sure, but like I think Square is like once you get the e-commerce on there, it's about $80 a month or something like that. I'm not we sure. might have to link out to something about that, but it's it actually does add up and become quite expensive. So having mm-hmm. your own website can be a very, very inexpensive way to have a sales platform. Yeah, it, it does depend on which you go like because if you go with something like Shopify you're paying a monthly subscription as well yeah maybe that's the one I'm thinking of yeah probably Shopify but um I mean you do have to keep in mind that if you have your own website you do have to pay a hosting fee but generally if you have a simple website that's going to be pretty low yeah like less than ten dollars a month if you have yeah. just one simple website. And it's um, something you know you have to pay in advance yeah. but it doesn't change on you, you know, so you can easily plan for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean that cost, if you're going with something like Shopify, gets rolled into your monthly fee. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's worth definitely doing like a price comparison if that's something that's concerning to you or, you know, if you just need to have a look at it and see because if you're selling a lot of products, then maybe that changes because volume pricing might be, lower on different platforms or higher Mm. but if you're only selling a few products then you wouldn't want to be spending you know upwards of a hundred dollars a month for 
something else when you could just do it on your own website for really, mm. really cheap. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely depends on so many things. <laughs> so and you also the, have to do the, an the fees that you get on some platforms you won't have on your website, except for you, you always usually have merchant fees, which is mm. when someone purchases on your website, you usually use something like PayPal that's integrated on your website or Stripe, which is the other big one, or there's a few others, Square, all of that. But you don't have an AT listing fee, you don't have, mm. you know, transaction fees and all of these fees that marketplace charge you because that's literally how they make a living. So, mm. and what I see is often like, you don't care about that until you start making enough sales that it starts to bother <laughs> you. And you're like, well, these adds up at the end of the month. Like, you know, they turn into hundreds and you're like, okay, well, maybe I'm ready for my own website. So yeah, you, you save money in that, in that way as well. Yeah. I think yeah. if you're selling low volume, then a marketplace will be cheaper for you. But if you're starting to sell high volume, then getting that onto your website will probably be cheaper in the long run. Yeah, great. That's the opposite of what I was saying, but that's what I meant. (laughs) That that way, not the other way around. (laughs) Hey there, Maker. Are you loving the podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we'd love to talk to you about becoming one of our supporters. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to Platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com slash support. I think um, to the other main thing that I certainly tell people is that, and this is not always the case because I know um, if you're on Etsy, for example, you get traffic that you wouldn't normally get, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, um, and you know, I'm sure you guys talked a lot about this in the other episode, but at the same time, it's not your own environment and there's a high chance that people could click onto other things Mm -hmm. and not your thing. Mm -hmm. So if people are on your website, there's much less risk of them clicking away to something else unless they're just closing it down and leaving Mm. so yeah there's that as well yeah you're capturing people and keeping them in that ecosystem Mm. and then just generally more control Mm. (laughs) can we go there like i think that's the Mm. main is that you're not renting a space on the internet anymore you own one and so you do whatever Mm -hmm. you want with it yeah yeah totally and it that means so much more than initially initially you think oh surely it's fine it's not that restrictive to sell in the marketplace but changes happen and they will all the mm-hmm. time and that doesn't happen with your website there's no real algorithm on your website <laughs> but yeah. what pictures get featured on your homepage? like you pick those you know um and also things like email marketing having email mm-hmm. signups all the freedom that you have around that very very important uh ability to do things like and that might get a little more advanced but important down the road i think to have that is those uh, pieces of code for, from platform like Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook that allow you to retarget them with ads if you want, mm-hmm. which is by far the cheapest way to do advertising online these days. So all of these things you have control over and you can set up and customize the way you want, which you can't necessarily do on Amazon or Made It or Etsy. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I think that I think the ownership and control thing is really important. Look, if it's a hobby business and this is not your livelihood, yeah, not a big, not a real big deal. But once this becomes your livelihood, I think it's unwise to only rely on being on a venue, especially only being on one venue like Etsy, mm. for example. All the eggs in one basket is All, bad idea. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I still make the majority of my sales on Etsy and that's cool. I'm happy with that. However, 
I have my own website. I have for a long time. I have a whole mm. the whole ecosystem set up. I make sales on that website. It's getting Google juice from being in existence for numerous years. And so, you know, if the worst happened and Etsy turned around and shut down my Etsy. Yeah. Shop. Well, not even just shutting down your Etsy shop. Mm. Like what if they went bust? Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> failed and Etsy didn't like no longer existed. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> lasts forever. Yeah. You got to think about what you own and you don't own, you actually don't own your Etsy store and you don't own no. your Facebook page. You can't you sell an Etsy store to someone else. That's right. You don't own it. Yeah. It's literally, they're giving you permission to just sell there. Mm. You know, whereas if you have your own website, your business, you can sell it to someone, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I hate that. I think that's, that's a terrible policy on the part of Etsy to be an honest, but you know, exactly. It's a terrible policy that I don't agree with, but what can I do? I can't do anything because mm, it's not my yeah. business. Right. Yeah. So yeah, by having your Wait, own... I actually didn't know about this. I want to pose here and ask. <laughs> so legally, if yeah. I have a business and I have, I sell on my own website and I also have an Etsy shop and someone buys my business, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to take over my no. Etsy shop. But I, they just bought the business that has... It's connected I, to the email though, right? So if you sold that, if it was set up with the email, the business email address, then maybe you could get around it that way? Well, their policy is you cannot sell an Etsy shop to someone else right. or you cannot mm. pass an Etsy shop onto someone else, mm. as far as I am aware. I can't understand how that's legally acceptable. On the, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what kind of loop they would have had to go because that's so strange. I mean, people buy Instagram accounts. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's just if you buy your business. I'm sure people do it. If tomorrow oh, I'm yeah. like, Jess, I'll take over your business and make jewelry, which <laughs> God help me. <laughs> that would just be this would not be cool. But you would give me your login to your social media. You know, you would hand the keys over to the yeah. person. Mm. Well, you can't, I'm pretty sure you can't change your email on it. So can you change your email? I think an email address, address so is like forever associated like, with one account. Yeah. But I, anyway, so what I'm saying is if it was a business email address, then you could get it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you mean. But, yeah, um, but maybe that's not as part of, maybe not supposed to do that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's probably not something that you guys are thinking about as you're listening. You're not like, I want to sell my business. You're like, I want to <laughs> yeah. grow my business first. Yeah, but one day that. maybe. But yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. One day maybe. And also just interesting to think about these things that they have control over that you don't because that's mm-hmm. their platform. It's never yeah, going to be yours. Totally. Yeah, like they can add fees <laughs> and they can force yeah, you to advertise cool. like they're doing. Like this. bloody mm-hmm. Dropbox. They just like almost double their fees. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm just paying more than yeah, thanks exactly because <laughs> you're stuck in the ecosystem yeah um and i'm you know i'm, I'm all for businesses making money <laughs> that's what they're there for yeah but it is you know you have to realize that yeah if you choose to use a, mm. a platform or a program or a piece of software then you're at their mercy mm. so having your own website because even if you do have your own website and your host decides to charge you more you can move to another host you can take your yep. website pick There's it up options. take it somewhere yep. else so yeah that is it's very flexible i mean yeah. there's a caveat here that when we talk about your own website i think most the three of us probably have in mind a, a self-hosted independent website that's what we mm. generally have always had ourselves for example using wordpress to build a website on whatever host you want to build it on if you're going for the intermediate option which is something like shopify or squarespace where you're actually setting up on almost like a kind of pseudo marketplace like it's kind of an intermediate like Mm. if you want to pick up your Shopify website and take it somewhere else you can't take it exactly as it is Mm. you're going to lose some of the because it's Shopify templates right exactly Shopify templates Shopify plugins like it's all in the Shopify ecosystem so it's going to be more difficult to move it I mean it would be the same if you wanted to take a WordPress site and move it to Shopify or something but yeah I think that's worth considering and just being aware of that yeah again you're Mm. you're in a certain ecosystem 
and you have to make sure whatever ecosystem you choose or what do they call it, content uh, management uh, system? CMS. Yeah. EMS, yeah. CMS, thank you. Content management system you choose has all of the bells and whistles that you want to be able mm. to do, uh, to do yeah. the things you want to do on your website. And the thing is like so a lot of my just uni students when I'm asking them to start their portfolio sites are looking for the freest, cheapest, easiest yeah. option. <laughs> and, of course, they start out on something like Wix, um, which Wix like kind of looks all right these days, but you can't export it. There's no way to export a Wix site so you can take it anywhere else. So that's something that you really need to be careful of wherever you're signing up for, whatever you're signing up for, mm. that you own the content, first of all, and you can take it with you and take it to somewhere else if you need to. Yeah, so that's important to be aware of, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so my last point was about um, just building credibility and mm. fostering customer relationships, which you sort of touched on, Deb, with talking about the integrations and retargeting and stuff like that, but also just being able to showcase your products and services. So if you're on a marketplace, you can't just have other well, I don't know, maybe you guys can tell me. You can just have like a gallery where it's not the products for sale, right? Like you can't have 10 other pages showcasing whatever. Yeah, blog. blog. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, an in-depth. I, I assume there's like about me pages and stuff like that. But again, depending on the platform, mm. it would be restrictive in what you could do. Like you're yeah, probably only definitely. allowed a certain number of pages or something like that. And yeah, definitely the, the blog, like you can build those relationships through a blog mm. and through comments, if you're doing commenting, like allowing comments, I don't allow comments on my blog no, anymore. Um, it's not really a thing very much anymore. No. Um, uh, yeah, and just like building, fostering those relationships, but going back to that credibility as well. Mm. As Jess said, because you have that whatever dot com or dot au, and then you can also have the email address associated with that, so you wouldn't have to have a you know my business design at gmail dot com. It can be <laughs> info at my business design or whatever. Mm-hmm which, yeah, definitely builds that credibility and people will trust you more in order to buy from you. Yeah, definitely. And, of course, I don't think we can understate, and you both sort of talked about this, but you can't understate the power of being able to do email marketing, Mm. especially if your business is is well-suited or even social media marketing because, sure, like Etsy, for example, you know, there's hidden away there is a link to your Instagram and your Facebook and stuff like that. But when you're on your own website, you can really push that and promote it a lot heavy, more heavily, especially if it's an important part of your of your business strategy to kind of cross-pollinate people who land on your website, send them to your social media, get them on your mailing list and all that sort of stuff, which you just cannot do on a, mm-hmm. a marketplace. You just can't get people. In. I mean, you can put your link in multiple places, but it won't be a live link in a lot of cases and um, you can't make it kind of front and centre like you can on your own website. Mm. And I think there's also sometimes I feel if you sell on the marketplace, you, you're you restricted in how you're creative you are and how you introduce your products by what they give you. So, you know, mm-hmm. you have a few slots for images and this is your description, but you can do so much more when you have your own website and start really thinking more about what your customers really want to know. And so say you do, I don't know, prints um, or like art, say you say illustration mm-hmm. and you do custom work for you know, family portraits, pet portraits, whatever. And that's maybe more expensive because it's custom. So it's going to take you a while. You could have a page on your website that's a 10 minute, you know, no commitment, free consultation where you jump on the call with someone and say, so this is how it work and this is what the process would look like. And they tell you what they want. And this is like next level customer service that you would never be able to do on, you know, your Etsy mm-hmm. shop. So there's so much more that you can do with your website. And it's like suddenly you realize the possibility and in, in, in terms of marketing and customer service and all of that, that is 
limited on marketplaces. Mm, yeah, I mean, the amount of times people on Etsy message me and go, how do I figure, work out my ring size? And I'm like, here's a link to my website where I have an entire page that mm. tells you every single thing yeah. you need to know about working out your ring size. Like, here's the options. Here's, you know, shows you pictures of the different tools used and how yeah. do you do it with that? You know, if you can't go to a jeweler, what's the best way to all that sort of stuff? And it's just like, you just can't put that anywhere yeah. on a marketplace site. And it's so integral to my business. So, you know, if yeah. I didn't have my own website, how would I send people all that information? Exactly. Yeah. I think um, I'm a massive supporter of having your own website. Oh, yeah. I think sure. that's kind of <laughs> I think we all agree on that. My own website. I'm like, well, yeah, everyone should have their own website. Um, but in like just jumping back to what we were saying at the very beginning of this episode, um, it really does depend on what you're in business for and what your goals are. So if you are just happy to keep it as a hobby and you don't want to delve into the really complex like email marketing, you just want to have your stuff up and it sells when it sells and you're happy with that, don't don't worry about doing all this website stuff. Yeah. It's, it's way too difficult, especially if you don't want to, especially if you're not techie and you don't want to invest the money. If you have supplementary income and you're just like, yeah, throwing the money out, like <laughs> then, and you just want to really like, brand spanking good website then go for it but in terms of prioritizing what you should be working on mm. if you're just starting out or not planning to have this business long term or not planning to you know make it a full-time thing then you probably need to prioritize other things at this point and mm. don't jump into the your own website avenue mm. just yet yeah I would agree with that and there are things Again, we briefly mentioned last week, there are things that you'll need to pay for if you have your own website. Um, so like security uh, that you don't have to worry about if you have a marketplace. You don't have to worry about hacking. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about backups. You know, Yeah, all that's the thing. It's all things. on you. Like the response, yeah. if you have your own website, the responsibility is on you mm-hmm. to keep your customer data safe. Yeah, and yeah. like, do you want that responsibility? <laughs> really important to keep that safe. Yeah, absolutely. So. You've got to make sure you're going with a reputable company and all of those sorts of things. And yeah, so it's a, it's a whole another level of complexity. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, depending on which CRM you go with, mm-hmm. it's going to change. Yeah, that's definitely the main cons. I think is maintaining the sort of well the setup, the learning curve for the setup, mm-hmm. and and maybe we did in this episode. I feel make it feel more work than it can be because there are good platforms out there now where like you don't need to know how to code you just need to be willing to read through the documentation of whatever platform you're going to use and follow what they say for you to set it up but shopify squarespace um even woocommerce wordpress have good documentation it's Mm -hmm. just that it's it'll it'll be a bit more (laughs) hands-on say than Etsy. but it's not like you don't yeah, I think um, you're right. I think we probably made this sound a little bit scary and it's not because even when you install WordPress these days, especially if you go through a good host like SiteGround there, you know, it's all like click click here, click here and it's done. Mm. It's when something breaks, yep. yes. it, <laughs> when it gets a bit difficult and that's when you might have to get help or get frustrated. <laughs> so, yeah, to set it up yeah. in the first place, it can it definitely can be easy. So if you're if you're ready for your own website and that's where you're at and that's something you want to commit to, then don't be scared to do it. Just dive mm. in and do it. You yeah. know, there's no, there shouldn't be anything stopping you from trying. Yeah. Can we just um, touch on the caveat of hiring someone to mm-hmm. do your yeah. website? There are pros and cons to this. Uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who've gotten burnt by this where they've hired someone and they have to pay that person any time they want to change anything on their website don't do that don't 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 hire someone who was like 
you are not allowed to have the login to the back end of your website. You no, are not allowed to do your own things. They need to hand things. you the keys. Yes. Like you were saying, Deb, like if you're selling your business, you get hand, you hand the keys over. Yeah. It's the same with your website. When it's done, they need to hand you everything so you have access and you can take it to someone else if you need to or yeah. Yeah, get full access yourself to be able to log yeah, in. This something. really gets me because I feel like a lot of people out there, are they know that. They, they're trying to lock you into coming back yes. to them for more work. Like mm-hmm. this annoyed me so much, I literally had to put my face between my hands when you were talking to them because I was just like, <laughs> this pisses me off. Because yeah. essentially you want to use a platform on your website that's really well known so that there's loads of people on this planet that know how to use it so you're not relying on one random weird platform that one guy mm-hmm. invented and he's the only one that knows how to use it. Yeah, like, and there's probably a million YouTube videos showing you how to fix things okay yeah exactly so essentially anything like shopify or wordpress you're sweet because there's Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands and thousands of people that can help you so you're good but you also if you work with someone want to make sure that they don't just walk you through how it's going to work to do the website but what happens when it's finished like how do they are they going to sit with you on a video call or whatever and walk you through how to update a few things on your website do they have a pre-recorded training that they send to their customers for that where they teach them how to do that like I feel that this is so that this is really lacking with most developers mm-hmm. and web designers where they don't they don't do this part because mm-hmm. for them it's kind of like oh well the job is done you paid me so I couldn't care less now <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like no you need to train me so teach me how to do it so I think it's important to find someone that's going to support you in that way and make sure that then you know how to do it yeah because there's there's going to always be management and upkeep with a website. Mm. There'll be plugins you have to update. You have to update, you know, if you use WordPress, you'll have to update WordPress regularly. Even things like at the moment, my website needs a PHP update. And most of you are like, what the hell is PHP? (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's actually pretty simple to do if you know how to log into your web host and press the right buttons Mm. and stuff. But if you have no idea, you'd be like, oh, my God, what the hell is this? It feels overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. It's a new language, right? Yeah, it is. Letters and stuff. That you're yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> but once you know what they are, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. And like sometimes I need to use external FTP to upload a web at something to my website because it won't upload through the built-in uploader because it's too big a file. And if you don't know what that is, again, you're yeah. like, what the hell's FTP? How the hell do I do that? So there are all these other things that you may not even know. Like you don't know what you don't know, mm. yeah. and you'll learn them as you go. But yeah, just being aware that there will be there'll always be updates and you know things you'll need to do mm. to maintain a website it's not like oh it gets built it's done it's finished forever that that's not how yeah. it works no <laughs> as we can all attest to yeah. that my website is desperately due for an update yeah, yeah i mean I, I update my website like probably my design and everything of every maybe five years maybe less mm-hmm. sometimes um they just get to the point where you know, let's all remember what websites looked like in the 90s, shall we, if you were alive in the 90s? <laughs> I mean, even five, ten years ago, websites looked very different to how they Yeah, I mean, be. well, yeah, design trends change as well. But yeah. even That's like functionality. Know, yeah, like the, mm. the HTML standards, the language standards mm. update all the time as well. So you need to make sure that it's all, you know, as you say, it's maintenance. You know, mm. if you have a home, you need to maintain it, otherwise it starts falling apart. So yeah. <laughs> So just be aware of that. I mean, when if you're on something like Etsy, you're oblivious to all of this because they just do all that yeah, for you. they just do it for they, you. And that's what you pay for. Exactly. Like that's why you're paying for it. So, yes. Oh, you my know, God. I say Stop that complaining the, about fees, people. Yeah. You realise <laughs> like what, I, what you're paying for? Like there is so much work that goes into maintaining totally. a platform like Etsy. Yeah. Like I say that WordPress is the cheaper option, but there's a reason why because yeah. then you have to do everything. Yeah. So that's why yeah. you pay those other platforms. 
Do you struggle with figuring out what price to put on your products? I think we've all been there and it can be really confusing and frustrating trying to work out exactly where to price our products and put them in the marketplace. So we wanted to make it a little bit easier for you by putting together a free checklist. In this checklist, we take you through all of the things you need to consider and include in your pricing and also a few of the things you might want to consider when it comes to adjusting your pricing once the math stuff has been sorted out. So you can get a hold of that free download over at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash get freebies. I think maybe we need to explain quickly the the difference between self-hosted and not, which you started yeah. doing, Jess, but I feel that's important in this context because mm-hmm. it's mostly the main difference is going to come with security and maintenance and how mm-hmm. you handle them. So self-hosted website means you're pretty much in control of everything. You have to buy your hosting plan separately, which is literally a server somewhere on the internet. God knows what that really means. We don't need to understand it. We just know there's a server somewhere where your website's <laughs> going to be on <laughs> and like a hard drive somewhere where your website sits. So you buy your hosting plan then you buy your domain, you link the two, you install your WordPress software on it. You do everything. You do the update, you install the security, you're in charge of everything, but it's self-hosted. It's yours. Like this is the most kind of like independent mm. setup, I would say. Then mm-hmm. On all the other side, there's obviously marketplaces where you don't own anything, you do nothing, they do everything for you. And the middle ground is this, well, what are they called? They're not self-hosted, they're... I don't know, it's kind of... Yeah, I guess managed. Managed, that's it. Yeah, Mm. managed hosting pretty much, which is Shopify, Squarespace, Mm. Wix, all these platforms. What they do is that they do the hosting for you. So they have the space on the internet where your website is sitting and so they were also, they own the software that runs your website, which is the Shopify software or the Squarespace software. And so they will do updates of the software themselves. You will never even know that there's been an update done. Mm. You will never have to worry about backing up files on your website because they do that for you. If there's ever an issue, they will put it back up before you even know it was down. Like they do all of this, um, you know, security certificate and all of that as well for you on those platforms. So there is that middle ground of having your own website without having to get too techie if you want doing this route as well. Mm-hmm. The the thing is there is a fee for that mm-hmm. and it's it usually that yeah. you will pay a monthly plan. Mm-hmm. Essentially when there's a monthly plan for a website usually it's not self-hosted mm-hmm. because you're paying for that. So you have to just figure out what how dirty you want to get your hands on your, on your website. <laughs> And like pick, you know, based on that and like how, because some people actually are kind of like, and we all do. That's the three of us. That's how we got into website. We thought it was fun to try and make this work. I you love know? doing my own website. Yeah, I hate doing absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like I love it. It's like something that I enjoy, but there's people like my Nick, he can't even, he's so tech, I don't know, allergic or something that, and it's not that he can't do it. Like he's way smart enough to do it, but he just refuses to accept to spend time doing this kind of stuff. So like, I can't imagine something worse for him. So, you know, it's not necessarily that you're not able or capable or whatever. It's more like, are you going to be hating it so much that you're never going to do it? Mm -hmm. And so it's not really worth it. Like you just have to be honest with yourself. Yeah, for sure. If you don't enjoy it, it's going to be very difficult. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like I was going to just ask then, so what are the cons? But I feel like we did just kind of cover yeah. all the cons in the pros. Yeah. But was there, <laughs> was there anything else that you guys wanted to add to that? Um, I, 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 and we did that in the last episode too, but I feel like we maybe need to talk about it again. I want to talk about this in between where you don't need to have your shopping cart on your website mm. as well because mm. everything that we've said right now is 
like a complex website where people have like, you know, all your listings on there and they check out on your website and all of that. So there's more security that you need to have because you're taking people's credit cards. So you've got Mm -hmm. to be, you know, prepared for that. But I really do think that even if you sell on Etsy and you do not ever want to sell on your own website, you should have a little one single page website, a a little home of your own on the internet that's essentially it doesn't you can't sell on it but there's maybe a bio a contact page uh whatever you want to have on email it sign up. Email mm-hmm. sign up yeah it's just links. a simple you know yeah. you don't have to make it like a super fancy as all the features in the world website totally. just I, a couple of simple pages even one like it could be one just page, one page yeah. just one page website and then you have that and you've done the track you're like well i might have some features to that mm-hmm. and five years later you'll figure out that you Turns out you have a full e-commerce on it now. <laughs> but at least you took it slowly and, you know, because I don't want you to feel like it's necessarily this enormous commitment to have a website. It's just, mm-hmm. it can be a simple page that's easy to do, easy to maintain and, you know, no frills. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you can move it later. That's all right. You can, like, start that on a really simple, cheap option, you know, whatever that simple, mm-hmm. cheap option is, and then later on you can move the content somewhere else if you want to yeah. upgrade. It's fine. Mm. Yeah, I was just going to say that something that came to me when you were talking, Deb, is um, like, you know, five years down the track, yes, maybe you'll have the e-commerce on there. But one thing that I think would be really beneficial on your own website is like down the track wholesale ordering. Allow your um, wholesalers to order completely through your website so you don't have to deal with any of that like offline kind of thing. Yeah, I've done that. It's super awesome. Like I just give my wholesalers like a one-off 50% discount fee uh code and mm. then they can just shop on my normal <laughs> fee. Yeah. <laughs> I wish <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> and then they just shop on my normal website shop and then apply the discount, the wholesale discount yeah, awesome. check yeah. out. It's really easy. So easy. Mm. Yeah. So that is yeah, I think that's a really good point. And all this nice where to find my products, nearest stockists and you know, like yeah, yeah. Or markets as well. If you have mm. products that are pretty um yeah. bulky or you know like furniture, all of that, usually you have a you you I know you usually start setting up markets, then you go and have a website and you might retarget people locally because you have your pixel on your site and you can have a page that's like, this is where we're going to be next weekend, next weekend, and like a list of like where to actually find us mm. and buy from us. So yeah, lots, lots you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. So lots of benefits, but it will cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think we've covered everything between this episode and the one last week. I mean... It's clear that we didn't answer any question with a very like, you know, this is what you should do and this is the Because that's you never do. the answer no. to anything, right? That's like never you. the answer to yeah. anything. The answer is always more questions. Yes. <laughs> I just want to throw one last point out because it just occurred to me. If you have multiple businesses or you're considering having multiple businesses, then I would probably recommend that you consider going with WordPress simply because you can host multiple websites on one hosting plan. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the intermediate options, you would have to set up, I imagine, separate plans. So you're kind of double paying. So just mm. keep that in mind. Um, like, you know, I would never leave WordPress for that reason because I have like multiple websites. And mm. whenever I have a new idea, I can just set up another website on my hosting. It doesn't cost me anything else. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because yeah. I have a VPS already anyway. So virtual private server hosting, mm. which is like a level up from just normal hosting so yeah, yeah that's just another little thing for those of you who are a little bit more complex to now consider. i just thought about something else i was going to like wrap up and now i'm like okay let's talk more so yes, i think it's important though okay super important regarding cost mm. i had to have this conversation recently on a coaching call because someone was on 
who knows i can't remember uh it was like a nice enough looking site but it was super uh limited in mm. what you could do it might have been big cartel something like that yeah, and it was a limited. pretty affordable plan so it was something like under ten dollar a month so it was pretty good for that but limited you couldn't do much at all you might as well be on a marketplace and so the conversation was, I don't want to move to Shopify or something like that because it's that much more expensive and I'm not making money yet. And I understand that, but you got to find the money. <laughs> like it's talking, I'm talking $29 a month for a Shopify site. If your goal, this person wasn't going to sell on Etsy. If your goal is to sell on your own website long-term, you want this business to be your full income for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, your website is literally the most important part of it all like start right with it, like start on the mm -hmm. right platform that's going to grow with you, that's going to have the tools that you really need to have like as an e-commerce retailer, which is essentially what you are when you sell handmade online and invest in the right part and right areas of your business. And that's your website if, if you're going to mm -hmm. be selling online. Because I feel like there's a lot of people who are scared of spending the money because they think, well, I don't make money yet. But like settling for $9 when you can pay for $29, you have saved $20, it's going to cost you so much more down the track in... Mm -hmm lacked of no orders no email list because you can't do it mm. and also just when you want to change when you're finally like okay i want a chance to shopify it's a headache now because you've got all this content there that you need to move like start where you want to end, end up that's someone's thing but yeah, yeah. I agree. yeah i think too like mm. if you're scared of making that commitment or investment then just put a bit of a time frame on it as to when you're mm. going to reassess so say okay i'm going to do this i'm going to pay the 29 for six months and if i've not made enough money to cover it in that time then maybe you need to reassess and figure out what else mm. is going wrong but yeah you just got to dive in at some point mm -hmm. i think yeah. That, yeah i think that's an incredibly important point deb because i know in my mind i'm always thinking that everybody starts on a marketplace but I guess not everybody does. Some mm. people avoid marketplaces and literally just start on their own website. And yeah. if that is you, you need to invest in a good website from yeah. the beginning. Otherwise, you are not going to grow your business. Yeah, don't cut costs because you, you're you not cutting costs. You're cutting something else that you'll discover too late. <laughs> so you're like, oh, crap, I wish I had paid for that feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a really good point. Very important. And also, like, you know, I think we did an episode on that about can you really start a business with $0 or something? Mm. I can't remember how we called it, but it was like, you know, there's – Sure, yes, you can do a lot for free, but there are things that I think are worth paying for and you should invest in and that's just one of them if you're mm -hmm. going to be selling online. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like back in the days, imagine like 20 years ago if you wanted to do a website, you probably needed to like hire some like coder that like didn't even speak English. He only speaks in PHP. And like <laughs> it was probably like a few thousands and that's like what mm -hmm. you had to put out just to see if your idea so was easy maybe now. going to work. When now you can just pay $29 a month and you've got all the bloody features you need yeah. it's a bit you know it's like yeah you can do a lot for free but some things you shouldn't <laughs> there's never been an easier or cheaper time to start mm, a business yeah. like literally in the history of the world and look we're you know we're recording this in 2020 during covid times so many people are moving to online because that's where mm. people can shop <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> they can't go to the shops, <laughs> you know. So mm. ride that wave. If you are mm. if you are considering it now, is really the time to get on there and try to get some traction, because more and more more and more businesses are just going to be setting up online and selling online, and it's the way of the future, really. Mm. Yeah, totally. Just do it, peeps. Just jump in. Yeah, <laughs> give it a go. All right, guys. Side. Well, um, <laughs> thank you so much for uh, being with us today. 
if you can, if you want, you should totally <laughs> leave us a review <laughs> for the podcast. It really helps us reach more people. And if you'd like to support us and support the show as well, you can get some really nice things like a shout out and all those nice uh, add-ons that we have for supporters. And you can learn more about that and how to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash tbom for the business of making. And thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.